Doctrine and Devotion is sponsored by Together for the Gospel. Together for the Gospel is April 14th through the 16th, 2020 in Louisville, Kentucky, and registration is now open. Our listeners get a discount. Use the promo code DOCTRINE when checking out and save 10 bucks. Go to t4g.org for all the details. Today's episode deals with sensitive subjects like suicide and mental health. If you are struggling in these areas, please talk to your pastor, a friend, your family, or you can call the Suicide Prevention Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. What's going on? What's going on? No nothing. No nothing. No nothing. I heard you went to the game last night. I went, Yes, I, I did go to the Cubs game. You went to the Cubs game. Darvish, uh, yeah, eight yep. strikeouts in the a row. The Whirling Darvish, yep. Huh? The mm-hmm. Whirling Darvish, yeah. is that what they call him? Yep, that's his nickname, right? No. No. Oh. Oh, good job, though. I heard you were there, and yep. uh, you weren't by yourself, though. You went with another church no, member, I not yeah. me. No, I did not, not me. Go. You went with somebody else? Yeah, yeah, I went yeah. with uh, Jeffrey Kotoff. Jeffrey Kotoff. Jeffrey Kotoff. Uh, yeah, that's great. Part Sounds of my like CG. We've been fun. Sounds like friends for fun. many years now. Yep. And yep. So, good yeah, times. we went. We went. And you know what? We saw other people there. There's other people from the church there. Uh, no, I saw it on yeah, Insta- Steve McCoy. Instagram. Steve McCoy was there. <laughs> Steve Justin Wilson. Justin Wilson with his kids and his boys, and Richard and Riley were there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you ran into the owner of the Cubs. Yep. I yeah, what's saw his that. name? Tom Hicks. Oh, I don't know what his name is. Tom Ricketts. Oh, it was close. Yeah, close. <laughs> Good job, though. Yeah, he was. You know what? He was an extremely nice guy. Yeah. After you took his seat, was he still nice after that? <laughs> well, I yeah, heard you Jeff, took his seat. Jeffrey and I took like where him and his friends were because yeah. there's like, we were in a section there. Uh, Are you in a box, Jimmy? <laughs> <We're> in a- <laughs> You're somewhere where you can get food and drink. Is that where you are? Is that fair to say? The bathroom is not, you don't have to uh, urinate in a trough or anything like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a proper proper Mm -hmm. washroom. Uh, It's it's a nice area. Okay. Uh, All right. So you're in there, and and it must be nice because the owner of the Cubs is there? Yeah, he shows up. Okay. Shows up. Now, this guy, I will Mm. say is extremely gracious like for people like I, I was just I just wanted a photo said hi thank you know shook his hand thanked him uh, but he would stop and talk for like 10 minutes with each person that wanted to talk about baseball mm. and he would just go from person to person to person the whole time I was what really if I impressed. wanted to talk to him about horror movies you think he would have given me 10 minutes I don't know if he would I don't think anyone would give you 10 minutes no they don't so no. I don't have any other friends no that's right exactly so anyways it was fun what about you how's uh, how things going how was your day? My day today was great. My day was very busy, very good, getting a yeah. lot done, still not done, got more stuff to do, but mm. uh, I was going to tell you something. I wasn't going to really tell you something, but then my wife found out about it and she's mad at me and she said, don't talk about this on the podcast. So now I have to talk, so about, it have to talk yeah. about it on the podcast. So I took my dad to the hospital for his checkup, right? He yeah. has Huntington's disease. You got to take him every so often to get yep, a checkup, yep. see how he's doing, how is he degrading, how mm-hmm. is he maintaining. And so they're giving him the... Um, the blood pressure test, right? They put the cuff on him. Yeah. sitting there. You got to stand up, do the whole blood pressure thing. And they're like, "All right, Jimmy, very good. Your, your blood pressure is okay. You're you're all right." And, yeah, I said, and that's hey. because his name is Jim Thorne, just so you guys know. Yeah, go ahead. Well, you said Jimmy. Oh so yeah, my dad's birth me. name is Jimmy, though. It's actually his birth Yeah, see, so Jimmy. Yep. So that that's my dad. And so, um, and then they go, "Okay, great." And I said, "Hey, listen, why don't you throw my arm in there because I know my blood pressure is not great." And uh, 
Yeah, I'm supposed to take medicine. I don't know what's going on. Just go ahead and do it. She's like, sure. So she Did put you my, say I'm supposed to take medicine? Well, yeah. You know. This so, is the first time I've ever heard you say you're supposed to take medicine for your blood oh, pressure. Oh, you didn't know that? No. You don't. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I uh, I put my arm in the sleeve. This mm. is, I am not exaggerating. I am not making this up, oh, Jimmy. Man. Boop. This is <laughs> the truth. Okay. I put my arm in the sleeve, <laughs> turns it on. She's watching it. My dad's staring at it. And a red light starts flashing and a little alarm goes off on the reader. Bye, Joe. Doot, 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 doot. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And she said, yeah, you need to go talk to your doctor. Your blood pressure is really high. Because <laughs> you're not taking your medicine. Okay, well, here's the thing. I, I had a real bad episode a while ago because of my high blood pressure. Yes. And I, I, went, I went to urgent care because I didn't know what was I, going I on. I remember, okay. yes. I remember. So that was they, back at Christmas. So they, I, got, then. I got, I got, the, I got, well, I got medicine that, for my blood pressure that my doctor said I should have been taking, but I, I wasn't. So they gave me some more heart medicine, right, for my blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I ran out. But when did th- you run out? A while ago. How long is a while ago? I don't know. So if, you got, this, if you got this in December, it's I'm going to say- It's been months. It's been months. I'm going to say you ran out in February. So anyways, the point you, is- you, I'm but, right, I, just, I? I don't know. But here's the thing. March, April, May, I June, can't just July, go and get- I have to do August. blood tests and all this stuff. So here's the thing. Six and a half months. Okay, here's the thing. Jen didn't want me to share this because she said, you're just going to look really bad like you don't care about your health. <laughs> and I, Okay. There's truth to that. Okay, yeah. there's, there's some truth to that, but I, I am going to call the doctor mm. and I'm going to set up an appointment. I will set up- I will call and, and get an appointment for tomorrow or Friday. Okay, so now tomorrow or Friday. So today is Wednesday. Yeah. So when this drops tomorrow- all of you, feel free to tag Joe Thorne you don't at need to Joe do that. Thorne you don't and ask need to do him, that. did you make an appointment, Joey? Okay. Let us, you know what? Let us lift up our brother and hold him accountable. All right. At so, yeah. Joe Thorne. I set an alarm off with ask your Ask him all over. Crazy. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Hey, Jimmy. Yep. What are we going to talk about today? Uh, well, we're going to be talking about a painful and sensitive subject. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, We've had requests for us to talk about the suicide issue. We've had actually some counselors and some mental health expert asks us, hey, would you guys be willing to to talk about this as well? And so we are going to talk about um, suicide, but, you know, this is the kind of thing where, you know, I was one time asked in an interview to address the question, does someone who commits suicide go to heaven? Hmm. And so I answered the question theologically, biblically. And people were really upset that I didn't like offer counsel to those who were struggling with suicide. And I'm like, well, that wasn't the format. So what we're going to do here is we're going to talk about suicide. We're going to talk about it from a biblical perspective, uh, you know, conversational style. And we will give some encouragement to people. So if you are struggling, right, uh, this might not be the best episode for you because we're going to be talking about this in some sort of factual ways. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, if you are struggling, this might prove helpful. So just listen. Uh, listen to the whole episode, and if you need help, please get help. We want to encourage you to do that. And please know that, as as Joe's saying, like you know, we're presenting things maybe factual. Like uh, we do have a love for others, right? Like we do love and care for those around us. We don't. We our our intention is not to come off, I guess, because sometimes people could, can receive that as cold, right? Like you're just kind of talking it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just kind of talking it just factually. So uh, please know that our 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 hearts are. I know that. For for some of us, uh, we know people that have struggled yeah. uh, with this, and so we're we're not insensitive to this. I know I struggled with suicide dangerously um, for a couple of years, and um, and non Christian, no nothing around me for any like true hope, 
And um, the the two things that kept holding me back were the the pain that I would inflict on my parents through this because mm-hmm. they were good people and I didn't want to hurt them. So that held me back. And I had a friend who kept making me laugh, which made me very angry at the time. Uh, but laughter was a great medicine for me. Um, but I know what it's like to feel that way, that there is just nothing yeah. really worth living for. So. Okay. Well, listen, we, we all know about it because, you know, whether it's a beloved actor like Robin Williams or a well-known pastor very recently, like Pastor Jared Wilson, who is the associate pastor at Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. When they commit suicide, the spotlight gets pointed against, uh, gets pointed at mental health uh, and how to help those people that are struggling with depression. And um, as a church, we need to work hard at helping those who are suffering through this. We need to think through these issues better than we have now. Um, and we need to have some better um, answers than I think a lot of our churches do tend to have. So let's just maybe big picture, Jimmy, talk about mm-hmm. this. Why do you think we need to take this issue of suicide seriously today? Yeah, I mean, first, I mean, we're called to love our neighbors and we're yeah. especially called to love the church, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so Christ calls us to love and to care for those around us. And part of loving and caring for them is is seeking their flourishing and their mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And that I means like that. mental health, uh, emotional health. Uh, and so, yeah, we're called to love them and to care for them, uh, those within the church and outside the church. Uh, secondly, every healthy church is going to have unhealthy people in it. Uh, wait, say that again. Every healthy church is going to have unhealthy people in it. You got to tweet that. Yeah, that, somebody's got to tweet that. That that's a tweet right there. Because, dang, I mean, think about our church. I think yeah. our church is healthy. It's yeah. not perfect. It's got no, 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 We're no. pastors, <laughs> but <laughs> that just like, shows how. Un- but how much they are. pain do we walk people through? So much all the time, right? All the time, and so you know, yeah, we've got. Uh, I, I would say that the, our church is is healthy. Uh, there's not drama. But there are people that are hurting, and we, like yeah. you said, we we're always kind of walking people through. We've actually had an episode on that that a healthy church will show the warts. Right? Yeah, people people should feel comfortable sharing what's kind of go, what's going on in their life and in their marriages and in their uh, wart. Wart. What are you trying to say? Wart. Wart. Oh, the one on your head. Let it be. Got a it's wart a, on my head. Dude. Yeah. You're pointing it. Like you're, there it is. <laughs> there it is right there. <laughs> Great. I'm like the ugliest pastor ever. You are, oh my right? gosh. So yeah, I mean, you're gonna see warts and all. Yeah, especially if you come to Redeemer. <laughs> especially look at that bald guy with a beard. Especially when Joe's preaching. There's only one thing on top of his head. It's a wart. <laughs> uh, so what yeah. was it? Wasn't there? There was an episode. an episode. There was an article. Christian Post, right? Yeah, they gave the stats, right? What they said, they said, uh, this is March 15, 2019. Jim Dennison writes, uh, more people die from suicide than from homicide in America. Suicide is the third leading cause of death for those aged 15 to 24 and is most common among those aged 65 and older. Suicide rates among the elderly are highest for those who are divorced or widowed. In the last half century, the suicide rate among adolescents and young adults has nearly tripled. We'll link to that article in the show notes, but. Like we've seen that in our in our neighborhood, we've seen eleven year olds and fourteen year olds yeah. hang themselves. Um, so it, yeah, it's definitely it's a devastating reality. So I like I like that line, Jimmy. Every healthy church will have unhealthy people yeah. in it. You can't not take this seriously. Yeah, and then number three, uh, there are a number of issues at play when people are depressed, and therefore there needs to be a number of different approaches mm-hmm. to dealing with it. Yep. But unfortunately, churches 
try to have like that. What, like, what do they say? That one one size fits all. That one pill fixes all problems approach. Right. Right. And what, yeah. what is that pill? Yeah, just pray it away. Pray it away, or believe it away. Yeah, believe if you believe, you can achieve. Right. That's uh. All right, so that's ob- okay. We'll, we'll talk about that later, but um, it's complicated. So, how should we be thinking about suicide? Let's let's just jump into the Bible here a little bit. Obviously, maybe not obviously, maybe surprisingly. I should say surprisingly, the Bible doesn't actually like Paul doesn't talk about suicide. No, you know, there's no not a not a lot in there. But we do have examples of people committing suicide, like Abimelech. <laughs> he asked yeah. his armor bearer to kill him so that uh, his death wouldn't be credited to a woman who had dropped a millstone on his head. <laughs> he was oh like, yeah, he did he not like, want to die in that way. <laughs> Take care of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Samson, Samson, when he uh, he brought down the house, yeah, literally on everyone and himself. Right now, some people would say that wasn't suicide. Other people would say that it is. Um, King Saul fell upon his own sword in First Samuel thirty-one, and then Saul's armor bearer took his own life. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, Ahith- yep, Ahithophel. Yep, good job. He hanged himself in Second Samuel seventeen twenty-three. Uh, Zimri set himself on fire after his rebellion failed in First Kings sixteen. And Judas Iscariot, most of you know this, right? Matthew twenty-seven five. He hanged himself. And in each of these cases, there's no like judgment made about it. There's no like. There's no assessment of the act mm-hmm. given, really. Um, it's just sort of it just sort of happens. But it is worth noting that these people that have done this were not exactly people of high character. Yeah. Um, you know, not necessarily people that were walking with the Lord. You could argue that. Um, again, it's uh, you can see as you start to look at this, it's a, it's a little strange. You start looking at the Bible and what it has to say. And so when you look at these passages and people are starting to talk about it, the big question is. Maybe this isn't the big question because I think this is mostly settled for you know Orthodox Christians. But is suicide a sin? Hmm. And so I guess before we can kind of get into is suicide a sin, we need to ask what is suicide? Right, right. Because the way you define it, it's going to make a big difference. Yeah. So for some people, it's like is 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 the taking of one's own life? Is it the act of taking one's own life voluntary or even intentionally? Right. So you would think that would have to be a part. There have to be some sort of voluntary aspect to it some volitional aspect to it. And even then, if we're saying, okay, well, it's, it has something to do with taking your life willfully. Mm-hmm. Um, does that make it a form of murder? And, you know, the church has throughout history said, yes, especially you read Augustine. I've read some of Calvin's sermon where he, when he talked, he doesn't write about it, but he preaches about it in a couple of sermons. Mm. And so and their answer would be, yes, this is self-murder. That's what the church has oftentimes called it, self-murder. And I, and I think we would tend to agree with them on this, right? right. We want to be careful how we define it. Yeah. But yes, I, I, I'm, I do believe I'm biblically satisfied saying that suicide is a form of murder. Uh, but let's we should think through it a bit. And actually, I, I read this um, blog post by Sam Storms called 10 Things You Should Know About Suicide. I'm just going to read you two paragraphs, okay? And it's not even both full paragraphs, so just bear with me. We'll link to this in the show notes as well. But here's some good questions to be thinking through. Is suicide ever morally permissible? For example, what moral judgment do we make in the case of the soldier who falls on a live grenade to save the life of his friend? Or what moral judgment do we make in the case of a destitute mother who stops eating what little food remains in order that her child may live? Essentially, Lottie Moon starved herself to death, uh, giving her food to the kids in China. Yep. Then consider the case of a terminally ill man whose condition is draining what little financial resources he has and will eventually leave his invalid wife destitute with no other means of support. He ends his life by shooting himself in the head, thereby protecting his wife's future security, or at least intending to do so. His motive is noble and seemingly altruistic. 
He did not end his life because of his own pain or because of his depression, but because of love for another. He clearly committed suicide, but was it morally wrong for him to have done so? And by the way, Sam's not saying it was right. He's just encouraging he's, us to he's ask asking the, the questions. questions. Yeah. This is what theologians, what Christians are supposed to do. What moral judgment do we make in the case of a POW who swallows a cyanide capsule, knowing that otherwise he will be brainwashed and tortured into divulging crucial information that will be used to the detriment and perhaps death of his countrymen? A somewhat similar example, extreme though it may be, is that a soldier is trapped in a burning tank from which there is no hope of escape. Is it morally permissible for him to end his life with a gunshot to the head, to the head rather than to die in agony in that fiery inferno? We'll link to that in the show notes, but um, you got to start looking at these scenarios, and these questions to get, I think, to, to help get a proper uh, definition of the term and a good way to think about it. Now, Calvin... And many others would say it doesn't matter of the doesn't matter what the situation is. Yeah, if you're taking your life, uh, you're essentially acting as God um, on your own behalf, and you're essentially rejecting even His very difficult providence for your life. And I know that sounds cold, but these are some of the answers that they have given. Hmm. Um, but there's an article, Jimmy, that we were looking at that the ERLC has up, and they unpack this a little bit, don't they? Yeah, I mean, they talk about that there should be a distinction made between suicide and willful self-sacrifice of one's own life. So there's there's a distinction there. Examples of self-sacrifice include uh, military service, dying in defense uh, of a friend, uh, ministering to the infectious sick, dangerous missions work. Uh, in regards to his own self-sacrifice, Jesus declared, no one takes my life from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my father. Okay, so again, that's just a section of the article. We'll link to it so you can read it. But we've got to be careful in how we talk about it because we want to be helpful, but we also have to be careful in how we think about it and how we're putting it together. Now, Jimmy and I are going to say suicide is a sin, but it's complicated. You have to define it well. At this point, I think we're comfortably using the definition that the ERLC has, which is to intentionally take your own life out of misdirected self-love. So... uh, you know, falling on a grenade, that might count as self-sacrifice. I'm not trying to end my life because I'm miserable. I'm trying to save my comrades from this. Um, and somebody else might, of course, argue, well, well, that's you're not killing yourself. Somebody else threw that and they're killing you. At that point, I think we're really straining uh, at, at some of the points there. So then, Joe, I mean, people online have really talked about this. At least they, they brought it up a couple times. Is, is suicide the unforgivable sin? Yeah, that's a good question. Um <coughs> No. All right. Oh, so we done. Answered, Pack it up. Uh, we answered. Well, okay, let's let's get more technical. Okay. A lot of people say that it's the unforgivable. Does the Bible say that suicide, Jimmy, is I mean, the unforgivable sin? I mean, I feel like we sin? should be looking to Scripture. I mean, that is our standard. Ooh, it is. Uh, well, wait. Well, what? What's well, the standard? Well, we Scripture. We want oh, to look to to the Bible. That is. That's the standard. That's the standard. So, yeah. What? By what? By standard? what standard? Is Scripture. Yeah, all right. Got that's it. it. Um. So does the Bible then say that suicide is the unforgivable sin? Oh, hang on. Let me look here. No. Nope. Does not say that. No. Why are these people even saying this, though? Like, I mean, just to be fair, I mean, because, you know, the, the, these aren't all just um, theological nutty per- people that are saying this. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. So, there are some people that have – they're very thorough individuals that think things through. All right. So what what are they – where might they be coming from when they say, like, well, if a person commits suicide, then they're not going to go to heaven? Well, the, the idea is that like, people can't repent after the sin. Ah. So they can't repent of the sin after they've committed the sin. 
Well, Jimmy, I think I think uh, I think you're in trouble because um, oh. I know for a fact that there are sins that you have not repented of today. Oh, oh and, today, uh, just today, just there today, sin, there are sins that you have not repented of, and so if you die. Mm. What, what's By that sin? logic. What, what's the sin I've not... Uh, oh, I don't want to embarrass you, Jimmy. No, go ahead and embarrass me. Okay, the fact that I know this doesn't mean that I can pinpoint the actual sin. Oh, there you go. See, I know this to be a true of you because you are a human being like me, and none of us confess all of our sins. None of us repent wow. of all of our sins because mm. there are some sins that are buried and hidden beneath our own perceptions. Listen, our faith isn't perfect and our repentance isn't perfect. And it's really important for... Let me just say it this way. Our hope... Uh, in life, our hope in eternity, our hope is not how well we repent of sin, but how well Jesus has removed our guilt. Okay. That's our hope. So as soon as you start like, well, you start looking at this that way, you're now you're finding comfort in your own work and in your own faith more than you are in Jesus. So yeah, let's just clarify. But what's really important here though, is that this is not a green light to commit sin or to commit suicide or commit any other sin. Right. I mean, like that we don't, we don't think that suicide is the unforgivable sin. If you're listen, if if you are justified, then all of your sins have been forgiven. Your guilt has been removed. You have been reconciled to God. You've been crucified with Christ. You've been raised with Christ. Nothing can uncrucify you and unraise you. Yeah. You are secure. So yes, Jimmy, that's really important. We are not saying, oh, okay, so just end your life. You, that that is not the case. And we'll, we'll talk about that at the end here. So then what is the unforgivable sin in the Bible? Yeah, they're not just making that word up, that phrase up, are they? No, no, they're no, not. No, I mean, you, you'll find that in Luke 12.10. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's in Matthew as well. But yeah, Luke 12.10, anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But to him who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven. Oh, so there it is right there. So um, we're not going to do a whole uh, exegetical treatment of this right now. Uh, but uh, the commentaries that I've read on this and uh, that have resonated with me as being most true to the canon of scripture would say that um, blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is associated with attributing the work of Jesus to demons and probably is associated with um, a hardened heart Mm. that is so purposed against Christ. It is only true of those who are uh, reprobate, right? There'd be one way to think about it. Other people would say it was a, an unforgivable sin that attributed satanic work to the Holy Spirit that could only have been committed when Christ was here on earth performing his miracles. But either way, this is a very... I feel like it's a stretch to... It's a weird verse, man. I'm just going to say it's a weird... is weird. The, the verse itself is just weird. <laughs> it's a strange verse. It's, yeah. it's a challenging verse. And you're not going to build your theology on this and then somehow link blasphemy against the Holy Spirit to... Suicide. That. So whatever this is... Okay, and I and I tend to take the one of the two views that I've just mentioned. Um, it has nothing to do with suicide, so that would be inappropriate. But you know what? What is unforgivable? There are there, there, that's not the only unforgivable unforgivable thing. No, 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 no. Uh, the doctrine, according to the Jofo, says that the unforgivable sin is not registering for the Together for the Gospel conference happening uh, in 2020. Now. We, we we will forgive you, but we're gonna we're just for for the ad. We're just for the say ad. We're just saying that we have to throw these things. promote this. The, the conference there is April fourteenth to the sixteenth, twenty twenty, in Louisville, Kentucky. Early pricing ends after October thirty first. So you want to register now to save, and if you register now, use the promo code Doctrine mm-hmm. and save ten dollars off your ticket. Now, so, Joe, what what's what's the theme? 
Halloween, obviously. No, that's not what's the, the gospel. That, no. Oh, I'm sorry. And hollow gospel spookiness. No, entrusted with the gospel. Entrusted with the gospel. Good job. Do you think that they that they're ending early bird right at October 31st because they're they love Halloween? Do you think no. that's why they're doing that? No, I think it's strategic. Exactly. Get, yeah. Exactly. It, what, yeah. How, does, how does the 31st I, have to do with it? I don't know, but I I agree. You agree? <laughs> you agree concur? So now, as you look at the list, the list here, Joe, we've got Legan Duncan, we got mm. Mark Dever, you got John Piper, you got Kevin DeYoung, you nope. got Al. What? Nope. No. What? No. Nope. No. Who? You got to call Kevin DeYoung Young Deezy. All right, Young Deezy. We got Albert Moeller, H.B. Charles, Greg Gilbert, Trip Lee, Ed Moore, David Platt, Richard Chin. This is a fantastic lineup. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm going to go. And you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to go across uh, the river, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go to that cigar lounge over there. Yeah, okay. They're not paying for the sponsorship, so let's not talk about that. I didn't much. mention the place. Yeah, why don't we just focus here on T4G. That's so head on over go. to T4G.org, and then you can go and, across uh, the And use river the promo code Doctrine and register today. Bar. So, all right. So, Jimmy, we're we're just talking through it, right? Mm-hmm. The, the whole suicide thing is... I mean, when I was in high school, I had a friend who had a really, really rough life. My life was pretty comfortable, right? This guy had a bad, just a, just a dark providence. And one day I'm hanging out with a really, really close, probably my closest friend at that time. And this guy calls and I, we know that he's in a bad way. And I hear my friend saying, put down that gun. Mm put down that gun. And I said, what's going on? He goes, he hung up. So we run out, we get into the car. We just blow through all the stoplights, get to this guy's house. Now my friend JD, he was a bad mamma jamma. I've been I mean, tough dude. And, um, we go into that house, get to the bathroom. He knew he was in the bathroom, uh, with his, uh, adoptive father's uh, handgun. And he says, open that door. And uh, he won't respond. So JD breaks down that door like some kind of action hero. Breaks, splinters the door apart, breaks it down, gets in there. And he hadn't done anything, uh, but he was holding that gun loaded. And, uh, you know, we, we took the gun from him and he's just a mess. And it was terrifying for me, right? Just to, just to be along for that ride. And I know that he was so much more terrified with what he was going through and what he had gone through that he was ready to end it. Like we, most of us have family members and friends that have either struggled with it or committed suicide. Uh, we're, we're all not far removed from somebody who has. Mm-hmm. And so we take this very seriously. A lot of us have, have, have wrestled with this ourselves. And so, um, you know, as we're, as we're talking about these things, we, we want to encourage those who are tempted to get help. And we want to encourage fellow Christians to be a bit more sane in dealing with it. Right. Yeah. So to those who are tempted, well, I think want to encourage them to to get some help, to talk to your pastor, to mm. to talk to your loved one, to uh, to reach out even to that uh, we said at the beginning that suicide prevention hotline, right? I mean, that, listen, one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. For any of you biblicists out there um, who reject anything that isn't in the Bible uh, as as of any value at all, uh, you just need to stow it. Okay, um, the, there there are a number of means of getting help and uh, something like the suicide prevention hotline can be instrumental 
uh, as one of the tools along the way that helps us to get right. So uh, don't make light of that. I think getting help is of absolute paramount. Um, you know, and that and with that, it, I think that would include you know you don't isolate yourself yeah. because I know I, I know I'm this way. Are you this way, Jimmy? Like when you're hurting or when you're uh, struggling, uh, it, it's easier to kind of retreat. Or do you put, like to put yourself around people? What do you? No, prefer? I like to retreat. Yeah, retreat, be alone, I, just Steve and I, and uh, we just. Yeah, I, I just don't. I just got to be by myself. I know, like that's how I am, but that is unhealthy, right? Because, uh, boy, it, not only are you more susceptible to temptations and whatnot, uh, people don't know what's going on. They can't help you, so you know you got to find somebody you can trust. Yeah. In that, you know, find somebody, and uh, you know, not just a counselor. Like, hopefully, you can you can find a friend. This is why mm -hmm. it's so important to be a part of a healthy local church and that's what's important here is that when you when you are feeling tempted like you want to seek the lord you want right. to press into the to the means of grace right like you you do want to press into scripture to prayer uh to community to the gathering of the saints right like these these are uh these are special so you want to press in there and seek the lord and we're not suggesting that that if you just pray and read your Bible, your depression will go away. No. It's not always the case. Sometimes your depression um, will go away because it is based upon sin and unbelief and God can sanctify you through it. Other times, your depression requires medical treatment. Sometimes it does. Even the Puritans understood this. So uh, don't be anti-Puritan, okay? Uh, get help if you need it. And uh, listen, just for a little pushback, some gentle pushback, if you're really thinking about suicide, um, you need to know who you are and who the Lord is, right? You don't have the right to do that. You don't have the right to take your life. And I, I'm not minimizing your pain. I don't want to minimize your struggle. I, I, I think I understand it to some degree. Um, and we, we mourn with you over it, but you don't have that right. You belong to God. And so get the help that you can, that is a possible, that is available and um, and don't neglect the help. You know, God is there in the midst of your pain. He knows it well. Um, he he died uh, to cleanse you and to make you whole, even from this. So mm. know who you are and know who the Lord is. But Jimmy, what would we want to say? What are some things that we want to say to some of our fellow Christians out there? Yeah, I th first I'd want to say, don't use someone's suicide to to beat them up. Uh, after the fact, right? Oh, like when it's a celebrity or something, it's all yeah, in the news. Yeah, yeah. When they, like, like just so, just to drag them through the mud. And it's like, see, see, look at them. Look how selfish they were. Look what they did. It's the most selfish act ever. And okay, well, that that's oftentimes a part of suicide. Yeah, but time and place, dude. Yeah, and it's not the time. And and have a have a full conversation. You take that one aspect of the conversation and make it your whole social media. Uh, emphasis for the day. Mm. Yeah, I agree. That's, um, that's pretty sick. Um, I would say this to our fellow Christians. Um, don't treat suicide as evidence of an unregenerate heart. You know, like, well, that just proves that they were never a believer. Well, okay. I, I don't think you can make that argument. Um, Christians have committed murder. Uh, believers have committed yeah. murder. Uh, I mean, David, and then you might say, but he repented in Psalm 51. Right, right. But is his salvation dependent upon his, uh, like, what if you're, what if you're gluttonously eating a, a Big Mac, your fifth one for lunch, and, um, and you die of a heart attack? You can't repent. 
Now, if you if you lost your one, who goes through five Big Macs? Oh, man, I, could go one five, I could go through five Big Macs. As long as I only have a small fry. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I diet Coke? Fry. Always a Diet Coke. Always. Because you're watching your figure. Get the, the, get the diet, diet Coke. Coke. I get my medium Diet Coke, so I don't even overdo it. Good. Because too much aspartame that. gives me the headache. Gotcha. Unless it's my high blood pressure gives yeah. me the headache. Sometimes I can't tell. <laughs> Sometimes you can't tell what that is. So, yeah. And I, and I think finally, what I'd like to say to my fellow Christians is don't talk of suicide as if it's only the problem of weak and selfish people. Yeah. Like, I mean, let's let's look at Jared Wilson, Pastor Jared Wilson, for example. Right. That was a man who loved the Lord yep. and cared for others. Yep. He gave of himself to others, right? He was he was a, a, yeah. an extremely selfless individual trying to walk uh, as a hurting individual, mm-hmm. trying to walk alongside other hurting individuals. I mean, he started the whole campaign with his wife like, for like, mental health awareness and yeah. trying to help people through these struggles. He knew it intimately. It just, it just shows you that, it, listen, suicide and suicidal thoughts uh, can afflict you know, all kinds of people. Yeah. And we, we just need to do a better job in caring for people, loving people, talking about it and thinking through it. And it just be a better theologian, people. Some of you guys on the social media, uh, just ripping things and, uh, and letting them fly without much thought that there are a lot of people. If the statistics are right, and I think they are, can you imagine how many people, you know, you got a lot of followers. What's the percentage of your followers that are struggling with these kinds of things? You want to really help them? Well, then be a little more pastoral, a little more yeah. nuanced, a little more helpful, a little more gospel-centered uh, in the way that you're talking about it. So we know it's a sensitive subject. And again, if you're struggling, please talk to your pastor, talk to your parents, talk to your spouse, talk to your friends. Or call the Suicide Prevention Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You could follow us online on Instagram and Twitter, at Doc and Devo, or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, drfoshit.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, joefostore.com, and grab some gear. Now, we got some fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. And, Joe, our conference is coming up next week. Are you ready, Jimmy? I am ready. I'm ready. Let's do, do this. That's going to be so this. fun. We're going to so have can, a hangout. Exactly. You can head on over to drvotion.com slash west, uh, and you can register for this one-day micro-conference uh, on contending for the gospel in in southern, uh, so, well, southern California, but it's, it's uh, Orange County, South Orange, Orange County. County. Thank you. Southern Orange County, Rancho Santa Margarita. You know, man, um, I'm really pumped about this because I'm pumped to talk about how to disagree with brothers and sisters and challenge one another in the faith when we're erring and then how to talk to and even condemn heretics and false teachers and how to do all of this uh, in the spirit that scripture tells us. We need to be good at these things. Not enough to be uh, a a truth teller, right? We want to be truth tellers, but you should be good at it. Try to be better, right? I need to get better at it. So that's what this is all about. How can we be our best in confronting error and promoting the gospel? All right, guys, head on over to drvotion.com slash west. Later. Later.